The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a beautiful Talking Tuesday here for Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company here from the star in Frisco as we continue to look back on the 22-10 win for the Cowboys over the Los Angeles Rams. And we may even turn the page a little quicker this week mm. because there's mm. a fun one on the docket between mm. the Cowboys and their hated rivals, the Philadelphia Eagles. And we will talk about that, of course, throughout the week. Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey, Walker, Chris Beam. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Doing fantastic. Doing, doing good. Doing good. Like your shirt. Thank you. Like your plaid. Thank you. I look. I, I put this on today, and I was like, man, I'm, I look very David Hellman-esque. You know, yeah, before that, before with, FS1, before the Fox Sports, yeah, before FS1. Now you got to wear a blazer if you're if you're mm. Dave. Like, he was wearing a ratty old plaid shirt in the press box. Yeah, he looked, Sunday. Looked, looked very DH on Sunday. He, he looked did. right back right back to to normal. Well, yeah. he's not on camera. He's wearing either plaid or a LSU Mar- shirt or a Mariner shirt or you know something or a Mariner shirt. Yeah. Good luck to your Braves today, Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Their postseason hunt for, for uh, a second straight title is underway. It's time today. to run it back. Shout yeah. out to the Mariners. Don't go right, up, buddy. Shout out to the Mariners. I like See it. I, I like, I like the Cinderella story. This we, about to, we about to take out them cheating H-Town boys. Yes, hey, sir. Cool. You know what I'm saying? We're Anybody that's against out. Houston is a friend of mine. Yeah, man. So. Let's go, man. We bringing trash cans and everything. You understand me? Listen, so me, wouldn't mind meeting you guys. In, yeah. uh, me, in Isaiah, series, and, and Hellman are going <laughs> to lead that. that Mariners like bandwagon train because all three of us have liked the Mariners for a while now because uh-huh. Hellman – Favorite team ever, your favorite team ever. You're a Seattle guy, yep. and then I worked for the Mariners affiliate whenever I was in minor league baseball. So, like a lot of those guys that are on the team now were on my team, including Julio Rodriguez, like their okay. top guy. He was on that minor league team that I was oh, on. You so know what I think? You know what I think we should do? Mm. I think we should hit up Double J. Say Double J. Can Jeff we just- Jarrett. Not <laughs> that one. Yeah, the, the other, the other well double played. J. Julio Jones? That's no. J-E, double R. Jerry Jones. <laughs> Jerry Jones. And go ahead and borrow the chopper style. You know, I know he listens to this show every day. Double Get J. The Let us borrow the chopper, man. The game's at 2.37 p.m. Let us go down there and enjoy the game down at H-Town. And, come, you know, come out here and take care of business. You know, I like that idea. Maybe, and if if not today, maybe we'll try it tomorrow. Maybe we'll try Either it on whatever, whatever you Friday. have available. We'll figure it out. I, five I mean, months. since we have it, if we want to veer, you know, <laughs> To the, to the east. <laughs> nah, that's too far, brother. That's yeah, a little yeah. further. A little further. <laughs> <laughs> I got snaps on the petrol. Yeah, all right. yeah, okay, okay, okay. Well, yeah, postseason baseball, and, and we've got some competitive sides to that going into the, the postseason. Ooh. But we've got football to talk about. Oh, news heck yeah. And, news and notes. Rob Phillips, what's going on in Cowboys Nation? Well, we got a little injury report from Jerry Jones on the fan just now. Mm. Dak Prescott. Doing better with the thumb, and he's going to try to spin it on Wednesday. Spin it, spin it, spin it, and see if he can throw normally and give him a chance maybe to play this week. But I I think 
I mean, Mike McCarthy said it last week. If it's not full practice, signs point to Cooper Rush once again against the Eagles. So we'll see how the week goes. Also, it sounds like Micah Parsons is doing okay coming Mm -hmm. off of the uh, groin injury that he played through in the second half. Um, Trying to think anybody else. You know, we don't really still have an update on Jason Peters. As of Friday, that sounded like a chest rib type injury that could keep him out not only against the Rams, but possibly this game too. So bless you. Thank so you. we'll and just he would love to play in this keep game. Going. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. Instant hit guys, man. Instant headline. Yeah, there's I mean, two guys that would love to be on the field, and that's Dak and Jason Peters. Both of those guys would absolutely do anything they could. <laughs> two for yeah. two completely different reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you one talk about is two you people. just hate the team. The other one is you want to you yeah, want to beat your boys. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, is it possible that he's back? Like, is that even a, a slight Dak? No, 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 Jason. I, I wouldn't Sorry. put money on that. Uh, it, based upon um, the the description of it on Friday, it, it just the team doesn't sound optimistic about a quick return. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there is a second and even a third opinion going on, which is why it's you know they're not going to have anything else until this Wednesday coming up tomorrow. Um, but again, if we're basing it solely off of the the latest update, which was on Friday, it. Sounds like it could very well be multiple games. And, of course, that would be inclusive of the Rams game that he just missed as well. So I think it'd be a long shot. It's not impossible. But, again, like Rob said, we don't have the latest on that. So we won't know more about Jason Peters until tomorrow. As far as that goes, uh, it's time to rip it. Right? He can grip it. Rip it real good. It's time to rip it. Mm. So Dak said on Sunday after the game that he was the first to confirm that he can rip it. Oh, that he can't grip it, rather. Um, and that he's, he labeled himself day-to-day. <laughs> And said that he was going to try to start throwing the receivers as early as tomorrow. So Isaiah, you look a little concerned. Ah! You, you you look a little skeptical. He's anxious like genuine, and I get it. Mm. I've been injured far too many times. <laughs> I like so it. He, so I mean, he anxious. He is a very competitive. And a salt and pepper reference, and then genuine. <laughs> I love that's it. who we so, are today. Let's go. That's who we are today. I mean. The reason why people love him as QB1 is because he's so competitive. You never question his competitiveness. So you take somebody who has that level of drive and you sit them on the sideline with a finger. A finger is stopping them from being on the field. And then you're sitting there and you're watching your team win games without you as if they don't need you. That, if anything, will make you go crazy and drive you to do anything possible to get your butt back on this field. If it was up to Dak, he would have been on the field last week. Oh, he would have been on the field week two. Week, exactly. Right. Right. He, told, he told Zeke week two. I, you know, I can I can make what, this Zeke work. Tell him, yeah, throw it left hand over there. Just, yeah. Zeke, yeah. go down. over there yeah, and down. get that thumb away from me. Yeah. I, don't, right. I mean, this is right. this is hard for him. This is really hard for him. And I think this is probably most. We'll see how it goes. But if I had a little little crystal ball, I would say that he ends up being about seventy percent by the end of this week, and it just just destroys him to sit back and have to watch this game. Mm. I honestly think that's probably, probably where he's going to be. Football. I believe that he will be able to throw a football this week. But just week. not throw it like he an NFL quarterback. He will not be able to throw it the way in which he needs to. Yeah. I don't believe. Now, that can very well change. But I would believe that he's going to go from not having any pass attempts at all with that hand mm-hmm. to being able to throw it, but just not to the precision or the velocity in which he needs to because it's not only accuracy, it's not only velocity, but you also have to be able to grip it Different tension for different lofts and angles and everything else. And, by the way, if somebody just happens to stub your thumb, you mm-hmm. have to be able to stay in the game. So I think he's going to be close. 
I don't think he makes it. Okay, so we've talked about you want a fully healthy Dak. We're, yep. we're not going to take a 70% Dak over a 100% Cooper Rush. That's just not going to happen. If You need oh, Dak to be completely healthy. Changed. It has changed. But you, you look at Dak Prescott specifically, and with an injury like this on your throwing hand, a quarterback, especially when throwing the football, it is a muscle memory, it is a motion, it is a routine, it is just over and over and over again. You're throwing it the same way at the same time to put the same touch on the ball. If he comes back too early and he forces himself back too early, how much of a risk is it for the potential for that muscle memory to be disrupted and his his mechanics oh. to go off? Does that possible? Is, yeah, is that possible? Absolutely. For I mean, a long term issue. Those ligaments are calibrated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like freaking R2D2. Like you, those numbers are just dialed in and you don't have to think about it. You grip it and you rip it. Yeah. This is exactly what we're talking about. Grip it and rip it. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking about if anything, you're thinking about okay, how much loft, how much speed do I need to take off of this, right? Does this need to be high velocity, low velocity? What type of arch do I need to have on this thing? Do I need to put on this shoulder, that shoulder, down low, up high? Like you're thinking about those things when you're releasing the ball as a quarterback. You're not thinking about how much do I need to grip this thing or do I have enough grip on it. If you're thinking about those intricacies when you're trying to play the quarterback position, you're not going to be effective. You're just not going to be effective. And we're talking about if you're going to be 100% or not. If they don't know that he's already 100%, he's not 100%. But in, in, like Isaiah mentioned a couple weeks ago, uh, you have to keep in mind there's also going to be impact on that hand and that thumb from snaps, from the snaps, from yeah. Tyler Biatish, right? So when every he's time. Un- when he's under center, every single time Biatish puts that ball in his hand, it's pow, pow, pow. question is after a full practice or after a full workload like that, is there going to be swelling? And see, this is what Mike McCarthy. This is why Mike McCarthy says, "Do I look like the timeline guy?" Right? Mike McCarthy is playing mm-hmm. it as conservative as possible. And it, it, to me, when it comes from McCarthy's standpoint, McCarthy isn't gauging Dak's progress on how the team is doing. Four and one, three and two, two and three, whatever the case may be. It, it so happens to be helpful that you know from the optics standpoint but from a Mike McCarthy standpoint before Cooper Rush took his first start Mike McCarthy was not in on timelines and trying to say oh well, this would be three weeks instead of six or four instead of Mike McCarthy was like it is what it is and it isn't what it isn't yeah. and he has to go through the process and the process now includes getting the stitches out okay he gets the stitches out we need to see the swelling go down the swellings go down we need to see him grip the ball he's gripping the ball now now Speaking from a McCarthy standpoint, next stage is can he take those impacts from center? Can he spin the ball like Jerry said this morning? So, but yeah. my point is until McCarthy sees it, yeah, and like he not. said, Rob, in a full week of practice, yeah. then yeah, you, you, I think you, I would love to see him out there for Philly. Um, but I'm on record saying it has to be as close to 100% as possible. And I, I stand, I'm still standing on that. I have a real quick, I'm just going to address the, the whole snapping part of it. Luckily, it's not his left hand. Right? That's true. The right yeah, hand, yeah, yeah. you're not bothered too much on that under the center snaps, right. okay? Um, so the snapping should be okay. It's more so the inerrant, the, the, the errant just, hey, my finger got hit, right? Or I got tackled to the ground or whatever it might be. Those are the things that I kind of worry about. But I, I want to pose this question. KY, I know nobody ever, ever asked you a question around these parts. Okay. Throw it at you, throw it at Robbie, Uh-oh. throw it at my guy, no C. Volley. Do you need Dak in this game or would you just like to have him? In this game? Right. I think First. he's proven already that you you don't absolutely need him because your defense is so good. In this game. In this game, man, that's hard to tell. <laughs> it's 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 on the border. Because you can certainly still win a game like this with your defense. Your defense is good enough to win this game. No doubt about it. But you're, you're this is your toughest test. So you need him. 
Mm. Yeah. Rappy? 110% you need him. Yeah, you need him. This this defense I'm is not gonna, 110%. I'm like 51 over 49. This defense is going to make Cooper Rush, if he starts, have to move around and buy time in the pocket, and I would like Dak Prescott, his mobility in this type of matchup, not to mention the fact that he's a better player. I want – if he's full go, Dak Prescott. And I think, to y'all's point, like – if Wednesday is a test balloon for him, I don't think that points to him playing this week. But absolutely, I'd take, I'll take Dak as soon as he's healthy. You need him. Oh, yeah. Uh, defensively, the defense can win you this game. So let's just period. The defense and the special teams can can win you this game. But the scale gets tipped widely back in the other direction when you talk about you know Cooper Rush going against this this front. Um, and you know kudos to the Cowboys offensive line for what they were able to do against Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, and those guys. Um, Aaron Donald notwithstanding, you could argue that the Eagles' defensive line as a whole is better than the Rams' defensive line as a whole. Yes. Aaron Donald notwithstanding. I would agree so, with that. Yes. Um, so, yes, I do. You need Dak Prescott, but if he's less than 100%, then just stay with what you got. So, <laughs> say put it on the defense. Say it with your chest Friday is a couple days away, it but sure if you're is. saying he needs it, you're saying he needs it. If with my Cooper chest. Rush, if Cooper Rush <laughs> is the quarterback, <laughs> if the quarterback, if the quarterback on Sunday is Cooper Rush, are you picking the Eagles? I don't as know. Opposed, as opposed right to now? the Cowboys, I mean that's what I'm, that's what Dude, that was maybe. the way I'm taking I mean, it in that question. Do I guess you we'll need find him? Out on if you're saying you need him, then you're saying if Cooper Rush is quarterback, I'm picking the Eagles. So if you don't need him, then that means well, that mine, they can win is, without that. So if you had an eighty percent Dak. 80% I know we've been saying you want 100% Dak mm-hmm. back. If you had an 80% Dak with his thumb coming back. Can I get an 85? No, 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 no. 80% Dak. Are you saying to keep him out this game because you like him healthy for the rest of the year? Or are you saying that you keep him out this game because you think Cooper Rush is better than an 80% Dak? I want Dak 100% when he comes yeah, back. I don't want to play for injury. That's where I am. Yeah. Okay. It's I'm the second shirt. Just want to lay it out yeah, here. Yeah, it's a 17-game season. This is game six. Uh, you still got 11 more after this, uh, and hopefully the, uh, the playoffs. And it's just – it's just not worth getting lost in the moment. Mm. That we got to be careful to not get so lost in the moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's an undefeated team, and it's the Eagles, and it's in Philadelphia, and it's on primetime. That's all fantastic. And they have a whole commercial. Yeah, already. Let, Did you guys see that? They have a oh, whole yeah. commercial yeah. leading up to this yeah. game. For let's let's take some of the feels out of uh, out of it for a moment. Let's kind of get back to the science of it. You got eleven more games after this, plus Great. potential mm-hmm. playoffs. If it's not a hundred percent Dak, no go for me. But if it's a hundred percent Dak, you need him. Um, so but the I mean, science out of it. See, yeah. but that's, that's kind of what I'm saying. Thing. You got to take the feels out of it. You know, it, don't get it's prisoner not of the going to be a hundred percent, Dak. No, it's not. There's really no way you would know already. You would. Like, I not agree this with that. Yeah, not this week. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I agree with Isaiah in the fact that if you if you thought Dak was a hundred percent, it wouldn't be. Oh, he's gonna try and throw it on Wednesday. He would have been throwing last week. Yeah, he would have been already throwing. I like that. Yeah, it wouldn't be a <laughs> I don't want to rain on a parade, <laughs> that's, and that's I'm not, not assuming. <laughs> I don't, don't want to rain on the fans' parade, and I don't want to assume the role of Britt Brown and, and Jimbo over there. I, I don't want to take. I'm not there. I'm there. Those guys are freaking geniuses, and Dr. Cooper and everybody else. You're over a good there. one, B. They're amazing, right? I, but unfortunately, I've spent a lot of time with all of them. <laughs> so, and I also have been done enough rehabilitation to understand that if you're not even close to being 100. percent Right, which we he was not throwing. Mm-hmm. Nope. Right, if he no, was if not close to one hundred percent days the, the 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 week of the the week before. Yeah, I, I think the you know 
gauging the temperature of the fandom right now, I think there's a, a, a huge portion of the fandom that understands that there's a chance Dak's not going to play this weekend. And I think they're okay with that because they're, Cowboys are playing with house money right now. They're 4-1, right? So all the pressure is on the Eagles to protect their undefeated streak against the hated Cowboys mm. at the link. I mean, all the pressure is on the Eagles. I don't, so, I don't think so. I don't either. I, I don't think so. I, I think that the records go out the window. I don't think they give a dog on about being undefeated right now. I think that they are highly touted and they are tired of hearing about the Dallas Cowboys. Just like the Dallas Cowboys are tired of hearing about the mm. dog on Philadelphia Eagles right now. These two have been waiting to play each other since Philadelphia did what they did all offseason, which was freaking knock it out the park. Dallas has been circling them, regardless of the regardless of what the, the dog on Giants have been doing all year long. They said, I, we want to play Philly. You know that's what they've been waiting on. Now that it just happens to be that it's five and zero versus four and one, and it just played out that way. But even if that was not the case, these two teams hate. Oh, that's true. But here's what I say: I think the Eagles do care about the fact that they're undefeated, Mm. if only for the fact that they don't want the Cowboys to to be the one to be to hand them their first loss. And kind of harkening back to what C.D. Lamb said ahead of the uh, the Rams matchup, I love what he said. He was asked, "Did he circle the matchup against Jalen Ramsey?" And he was like, "No, I prepared the same week every way because once you go into a season circling matchups, you start looking ahead to Mm -hmm. those matchups and past the ones that are right in front of you." So I think that's a uh, a tone that carries throughout the, the Cowboys locker room. I don't think that they circled the Eagles. That doesn't mean that they don't hate them. Absolutely they do. We, we we know they do. Um, but I, I say that to say, you're right, because there's a human aspect to it. There's a psychology aspect to it. But I, I say that to say, I, these teams are going to play each other, to your point. They're going to play each other tooth and nail, Oof. blood, sweat, and tears, period, regardless of what the records are. But I can guarantee you, as far as the pressure being on the Eagles, the Eagles don't want the Cowboys to be the one to hand them their first loss and at the link, no less. No, so Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think there's pressure on both teams. I don't even look at it as 4-1 and one versus 5-0. and oh. I look at it as 1-0 and oh versus 2-0. and oh. Yeah. It's division, like division game like early it. in the season. I like it. Who's going to keep undefeated streak and who's going to get that early jump on the head-to-head? Because we have an NFC East race, guys. Yep. I mean, we, I mean, wouldn't – when have we seen that? We're like the teams are good, you know. A four and one Giants. At, we're, last night watching the game, AFC West, one and four Raiders, mm. two and three Broncos. Really good. Unpredictable. Well, with the exception <laughs> of uh, of the Commanders, God, Ron Rivera. Yeah, Ooh. that one's not going so yeah. good. <laughs> that, one's, that one's not going so good. But like, but like, I know you just answered it right. And who do you guys feel has the most pressure on them in this game? The Eagles or the Cowboys? I just think it's the, the Eagles. Even, even if I'm willing to, to scale back and say, okay, well, let's say 100, not, you know, 100% of the pressure isn't necessarily on the Eagles, the large majority of the pressure, the vast majority of the pressure is still on the Eagles. I'm going to say the Cowboys. I'm going to say the Cowboys too. Because they're one game back in the division, and then if you lose this game, you're one game or two games back, and you don't have the head-to-head. And you probably won't because yeah. then you got you have to beat them later, and you're one and one, and it doesn't necessarily help. But you the out. later is here at AT&T. Oh, I know, I know. But even then, you're, you're one right. and one. Yeah, like it, yeah. this is a big game for whoever's going to win this division. I, just, I, think, I think the Eagles are going to stumble. You lean, why, why, but why? Based on the record, Based, they're yeah. they're still trying, and it's so early. But they're trying they're trying to catch Philly early yeah. right now. See, right, and, I, and I, this I'm not second. looking at the records. I'm not looking at the records. I'm saying this is going to be the Cowboys has the most pressure because of the fact that I think that they have to play a, a damn near perfect game. I think that Philadelphia has 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 the the leniency to not play a perfect game and still find ways to win ball games. They like they've done this year versus Dallas. Dallas has done that too. Yeah, but 
They haven't faced a, I mean, the, the one team that they faced a defense that was as wholesome as this was week one. Yeah. Well, so you know, so that's why that's why I'm talking about it from that regard. You know, you start talking about what is, what does Dallas have to do offensively? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talk about the defense all day long, right? But what does Dallas have well, to do? Well, which kind of goes to my point uh, that I was about to make. I, I think that. Hertz and, and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, I think Sirianni understands that against this Cowboys defense, mm-hmm. they actually do have to play perfect uh, or damn near perfect because one or two mistakes with playmakers at every level right. equal takeaways, yeah. and that just feeds right back but into— flipped, But that same thing flips, though. No, so no, you have to, I, I think you have to yeah. look at say, okay, both defense. Now nobody's defense is playing as good as Dallas's. So let's right. just lay that yeah. on the table. Facts. But both defenses are really good. Yeah. Okay? One offense is— been explosive. They're one clicking. offense has not. Right. Yep. In the non right. So you know what I'm saying? So I'm, right. I'm looking at it from You're, that from that standpoint. Right. Right. They can afford for one aspect of their game to fall off and they're still being a competitive game versus Dallas. I think the offense has to be a freaking amazing. And I don't I don't think we're disagreeing. I think yeah. we're just looking at the same different point from two yeah. different sides because you're looking at a non-explosive offense uh with Cooper Rush. But the way you help that offense is you get the takeaways. And we're starting to see the Cowboys get the takeaways, which then goes to my point of I think Hurts and company can't play uh, a, an offensive game that has a mistake here, has a mistake there against a Cowboys defense that can capitalize and then get those added possessions into Cooper Rush's hands, which then puts it into Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard's hands. And now yeah. if the Cowboys can get off to at least a somewhat of a fast start, now the clock becomes the 12th defender. So... And, and kind of to Nosey's point, um, Jerry kept saying mojo on the mm. fan, like they're the Permian Panthers, but Friday Night Lights <laughs> style. If they were to go up there, and maybe that is pressure on Philly, because if Dallas goes up there undermanned and wins the game on the road and and takes an early advantage in the head-to-head, that's some serious mojo for the Cowboys. I mean, you're, you're starting Major. to feel like, man, we, we, we got some something special going Agreed. right now. Yeah. It, it, that's the thing, too, about it. And it goes back to that conversation we had yesterday of uh, you can't say the Rams were a test defensively and then just discount the win over the Rams. Mm. We, that's kind of what it felt like we were doing yesterday to a certain extent. That's not what not. we're trying to do. <laughs> you you can't come in here and say, okay, you they haven't played a, a complete defense like the Philadelphia Eagles whenever the Rams were certainly a complete Absolutely. defense. Now, did they play well against the Rams? No. Offensively, they did not play yeah. well against the Rams. And uh, when we talk about the Rams, we talked about them having a dude at every level. Yeah, but they've got yeah, guys we did, but we didn't talk, Yeah, but we didn't we didn't talk about we didn't mention anybody else's name besides you mentioned Gaines. Greg Gaines. Gaines, yeah, Gaines and Donald on the front, and then you had Wagner at the linebacker, and then you had Ramsey. That's all and we Floyd. ever. That's all we talked about. We talked about Floyd, uh, kind of, sort of. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like we didn't. Okay, well, we're name. talking about Darius Slay. We're talking about Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Gardner. Brandon Graham, Gardner, Brandon Graham, Graham, Josh Sweat. Okay, there's I more mean, guys. You know, yeah, you can go down <laughs> you can the point, list. They got horses. Point taken. I will say on 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 to Patrick's points. Philadelphia's <laughs> offense has been clicking, right? They've been clicking against the Lions and the Vikings and the Commanders and the Jags and the Cardinals. And even the Cardinals, they only scored 20 points. That's my point. And I said this two weeks ago. Let's I not just measure, pretend they're world not, beaters. I, I, right I measure the I'm success not, of an offense I'm not bringing based that up. on how they do against the Cowboys defense. The reason why I say that they have more room for error is because even when things don't go right offensively for them, they have a guy at the quarterback position that can extend plays and create plays. That's mm-hmm. true. That's why I say Against they the have room for error because the when their play call the doesn't go right, he can create. I'm I'm with us. I, I will, I will they, say this. They have their guy at quarterback. If the yeah, play I was call say, doesn't I go right this. for Cooper Rush, 
I will say this. The Cowboys have struggled, uh, notoriously struggled against mobile quarterbacks, and they're going against one of the more mobile quarterbacks in the league in, in yep. Hurts. So I will, I will say Jones. That, that's, that's the thing. That's yep. the thing. Yep. All right, let's take our first break. Way too far into this, but I like the conversation. When we come back, we're taking your calls, 888-855-2297. Give us a call. We want to hear what you're thinking about either from the Rams win or going into this Philadelphia game. We'll open it up for both of those discussions. When we come back with more Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA equal housing lender credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, here on this beautiful Talking Tuesday, about to give you a chance to talk to Cowboys Nation, 888-855-2297. Before that, NFL Plus is here, which means no matter where you are, this is how you football. Get live, local, and primetime regular season and post-game, postseason games on your phone or tablet, game replays, and more. Go to plus.nfl.com to start your free trial of NFL Plus today. All right. We uh, we took a little bit of extra time in that first segment to get through a discussion, but I want to take some calls. And let's go to a man that's behind enemy lines at the moment. Troy in Philadelphia. Oh, oh, oh. You're on Talking Cowboys. Troy, what's going on? 
Hey guys, what's up, man? I am definitely behind these enemy lines. <laughs> Stay frosty, my friend. <laughs> well, hey, but look, it's, it's crazy. I don't know if they're they're afraid or they're or they're just tempering their expectations. But I'm not hearing a whole lot of chatter so far this week. I mean, we're only on Tuesday, but I'm not hearing a whole lot of chatter this week. So I don't know, you know, because normally everybody is because everybody knows everybody that's around me know I'm a Cowboys fan. So normally they're all in my ear, but I'm not really hearing a whole lot of stuff. So. We'll so, so that's a we'll that's see. a huge question because usually the trash talk is out of the out of the this world, but that's not the case this week, right? No, not at all. Uh, I haven't I haven't heard anything anything so far. Nervous like nervous. anything. So might, might they be really overlooking though? No, they nervous. You think so? <laughs> I think it's one or the other. I don't think no, there's any they nervous. They're, 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 they're nervous. Anybody facing this defense is nervous. I don't care who you are. Yeah, they're, either, mm. they're either nervous or they're overlooking Cooper yeah. Rush. Well, Troy, keep keep doing the the Lord's work out there in Philly. We'll talk to you soon down the line. And, and hey, stay safe this weekend. And hey, how about you just earn us a dub up there, right? Get it done. I, I'll do my best. All hey, right. I, I do have one question to ask you guys. Yeah, let's one go. Um. I'm looking at the game on Sunday. I'm just wondering, you know, they scored on the 75-yard, you know, a short cross, crossing route. Why don't we, and maybe, maybe uh, Sam, if you can answer, um, or you guys, um, why don't we put that into our offense? Because to me, it looked clearly like they were trying to temper, you know, the pass rush. Or they were throwing, I know that's kind of what the Rams do. That's that's kind of their offense, to that underneath passing game. But, it, it looked it looked kind of like they were trying to slow down the pass for us. So they threw some, you know, they were throwing the underneath crossing routes. And my God, they went seventy five yards on one. Why don't we do that in our offense? Because it seemed like we could have done the same thing, especially when we got, you know, someone like CD who's good with the ball on the run, or maybe um, MG thirteen. You mm-hmm. know, I just don't understand why we're not doing those short crossing routes. And uh, Sam, like you know, man, the hardest thing in the world to do is to cover. A streaking receiver going across the field, especially a man going across the field. And again, it was proven on Sunday. So why don't we do that more often? That's my question. I hang up and listen to you guys. Thanks, Troy, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it, Troy. Uh, just to address your question, so most teams aren't playing man against the Dallas Cowboys right now. Uh, they're also Cooper, – Cooper Rush is the number one priority in terms of trying to protect him and keep him safe, so they're doing a lot of max protect. So what you saw from Dallas for the most part is two, sometimes three-man routes versus the Rams. They put three, four, five guys out there. They don't they don't care. That and play they, specifically, they had trips to the right, yep. and then they had Cooper Cup in the slot, and yep. Dallas was playing a man high. They had yeah. a single safety single over high. the top, and then everybody else was man yep. across Diggs, the board. Diggs tried to undercut it, and right. he lost. He was honestly – Cooper Cup was probably one of the least open guys on that particular route. Yeah. Tyler Higby actually won and beat Curse on a wheel route yeah. that was booty butt naked open. So <laughs> he just went to his man, uh, one of his two guys. But yeah, the Curse was beat pretty bad on that play for an easy would, would have been an easy touchdown. Yeah, that was that was the the mistake from Diggs, who had otherwise a very strong game. Yep. Um, and Dan Quinn spoke on it yesterday. Diggs took the risk by you know going to the inside shoulder yep. trying to make the play versus going to the outside shoulder, which would have capped it right there yep. and there wouldn't have been any them. yak. So it's one of those things. But uh, the Cowboys receivers, they have to make sure that um, for as much as Rush needs to help them out, because uh, Rush needs to improve, uh, especially coming off of that game that we saw against uh, Los Angeles. Uh, but the receivers have to help him out as well. You know, kudos to Michael Gallup for the unbelievable makeup catch. But he had the drop in the flat. 
right? And Lamb had a drop as well. So when you're talking about using those crossing routes to slow down a pass rush, obviously it should be a thing, but it gets harder when the opposing team is in zone. But you will have your moments. Just make sure when you have those moments that the ball is delivered. And when it's delivered, you got to grab those. You got to bring those in. So. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to uh, Gene in Washington State. Let's go, Gene. Gene's up there. <laughs> He's in the complete opposite side of the country right. as Troy was. But, We're Gene, you're all talking baby. Cowboys. How's it going? Not too bad. How about you guys? Great. What's on your mind? Go Mariners. So, <laughs> I'm just curious. Kellen Moore has a tendency to run the ball, get five yards, pass, pass, pun. When is he going to stop doing that? Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like... Troy Aikman said it, watching the game. Andy Reid will do it. He'll run that ball to death until you stop it. But we just don't do that. And against Philly, if we can run that ball, they should just run that ball. I mean, it just takes pressure off Cooper Rush, the pass rush, all of that. Gene, th- appreciate your call. Great question. Yep. I mean, you, you guys disappointment have a great day. in Gene. You guys as well. <laughs> What'd you say? I said the disappointment in yeah. Gene's voice yeah. right now. He sounds disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, run the dang ball. I don't disagree with you, man. Every offensive coordinator has a different scheme. They have a different way of going about things. I have to keep reminding people what tree that Kellen Moore came from. And it was a Boise State tree. Those guys throw the ball. So anything aside from that, he has to force himself to do it, regardless of the wisdom and the knowledge that he actually has. Well, and he said it himself kind of jokingly a couple weeks ago. He said, hey, if it were up to me, I'd throw every single play. And then he said, but growth. And then you hear Mike McCarthy saying that he wants the team to com- you know commit to getting 30 touches to their to their halfbacks. They got 30 touches against the Rams. Um, and Mike McCarthy said yesterday, this is a defensive dri- a defense-driven team, as mandated by the head coach. And Kellen or has adapted to it, so um, I think we're I think we're there, and we've now seen several consi- several games in a row in which the Cowboys' offense has stuck with the run, even when it wasn't necessarily as productive. You talk about against the Commanders and that that front with Deron Payne and Jonathan really? Allen, they still stuck with it at least to the point where you know trying to set up a play action down the field. So I think Kellen Moore has uh, knock on wood learned his lesson in that regard. But mm. to Isaiah's point, there will always be this portion of Kellen Moore that's not only from the Boise State tree, but he's a former quarterback and he likes to see the ball slung down the field. And and you just hope that it doesn't show up when it's not supposed to show up. But as far as Andy Reid, uh, are we sure this version of Andy Reid likes to run until further notice? I think it's the opposite. I think he likes yeah. to pass well, until further notice. Kind of flipped it. Kelsey yeah. had four touchdowns last night? Yeah. Don't yeah, remind yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. For 25. Oh, Shouts you, out to Eric Bien. Yeah, I lost. <laughs> I lost my yeah. fantasy game because of that. I, I hear everybody. Okay I, I hear mm. Gene, but like they ran it 34 times in the game. I think there's other games you could point to. And be like, yeah, why, did, this game. why did yeah, why didn't they one. why didn't they run the ball? Yeah. And, and look, when Dak gets back, there's going to be more opportunities down the field. I feel like, but they've still got to stick with what they're doing. And, and I think they will initially just to, pr- to protect him and and make sure that he's all good before they start unleashing him. Not, in the yeah. passing. Not to mention too, there's plays sometimes where they're there are checks pre-snap where you think, oh, why'd they Facts. throw it? It's Sometimes it's based Facts. on the look. The look. And Cooper Rush has that opportunity, Facts. too. See you, Rob P., with the knowledge? Mm. Science. science. Yes, science. Yes, yes science. science. <laughs> uh, yeah, Gene sounded a little bit like Sandra Bullock from uh, oh, Blindside. Says, so Enough with the trick plays, Bert. <laughs> Run the dang ball. That's kind of what it sounded like. But uh, let's take our second break. When we come back... We've got more calls to take. Talking to Cowboys Nation. We've already been coast to coast. Where are we going next? Maybe to the 305 down south. So we'll tell you who's on the line, and we'll talk to them when we come back with more Talking Cowboys. 
Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Little Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter. 10 bucks, free shipping. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. <laughs> Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts to see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more, Essilor. Patrick Walker, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Kyle Yeomans, and now on the line, our boy Anthony in Miami. Miami. Down in the 305. Anthony, you're on Talking Cowboys again. What's up, my man? All right, what's going on, guys? How y'all doing? Doing well. What's on your mind? All right. um, Let's give Brett Maher and let's give Doran Armstrong the two unsung. Cooper Ruff gets his credit. Of course, all the stars get their credit, but the two unsung after Cooper Rush, those guys need a lot of credit. Now, I want everybody to sound of my voice out there to disregard these haters. I don't care if the haters are TV pundits. I don't care if they're in Cowboys media. I don't care if they suppose it supposed it Cowboy fans. I told y'all, enjoy the ride. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you want to lose if you're a true Cowboys fan. 
But when people constantly move the goalposts and y'all get mad at them, Stephen A., they're going to do it. Shannon, they hate the Cowboys. They're going to do it. Even some Cowboy fans, they're scared right now. Take the victory. Know that your victory was earned. When we played the Rams, they're the Super Bowl champs. Oh, we didn't beat nobody. They really don't have a good – they really don't have – it doesn't matter what we do against Philly. As long as we make the playoffs and do the best we can, enjoy the ride and root for your team. That's all I want to say this week, guys. Appreciate you very much, Ant. And Mike's hey, this up. is a great, yeah, great week to do that. And we appreciate you calling as always. Now, I agree with him in the Brett Maher and Dorrance Armstrong. It's hard not to agree with him. And we talked about Dorrance Armstrong a little bit yesterday. But Brett Maher, right now, and this is statistical, he's the, he's the best kicker in the NFC right now. Mm-hmm. The way he's played this year, he's the best kicker in the NFC. He's got 45 points on the season. That's second in the NFL, only behind Daniel Carlson of Las Vegas. And he's done so with only missing one kick, and then he had that extra point kind of go kerfuffle. That wasn't his fault at all uh, this past weekend. That was the snap and and what happened there. But the only miss that he has had was from, what was it, 61, something like that? 60-plus. Yeah, Yeah. it was a 60-plus yard miss. But other than that, he's 13 of 14. No other player in the AFC or in the FC has been even close to that. The next best is probably Graham Gano for New York. Mm. And I was very curious to see how a new snapper could, you know, it could mess with your mind a little bit, man. If it's kind of like a golf swing, if it's not something you're comfortable with with the operation, and obviously that first snap didn't go great, and and could it play into his his mental? But it didn't. So give him credit on that. Yeah, long He's, snappers matter until they don't. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. So there it is. So yeah, I'm I'm all in with him on making sure that everybody's giving Brett Maher the credit that he deserves, especially considering um, the he, he didn't exactly ride back into Dallas uh, with a parade of cheers. Oh, no, he did. Right? <laughs> so to be able to kind of tune all of that noise out, stay focused, and and win the fan base back over, and prove that the front office was correct in giving him another shot. Uh, absolutely, shout out to Brett Maher. As far as Durance Armstrong, um, I've been just pounding the table for people to give credit to Armstrong uh, all season. And they're starting – it feels like they're starting to turn the corner just now in the past game or so. But if you're not paying attention – you're already behind when it comes to D.A. Armstrong is doing the job. He's been doing the job all season, and he is yet another war daddy on a defense that looks stacked with war daddies. I believe there was somebody on this show at one point along the way who was pounding the table in the offseason saying that this defensive end group was not as thin as Mm. you once thought it was without Randy Gregory. I don't get a whole lot of things right, but I'm going to toot my horn when I get it right because I got that one right. Because Going back to last year with Dorrance Armstrong in training camp, he was taking that step. He was in the middle of it. He just didn't get the snaps. He didn't get the reps. And when he did, he still took advantage. He had five sacks last year or whatever it was. He and Randy had. Randy had six. Exactly. That and was he, what and it he was. missed some time. Yeah. Randy missed some time. Sure. But, but yeah, and he's been Dorrance came in and played well. And then he's come in and done it again this year. Yeah. I'm not shocked in the regard that he's come in and played as well as he has. Is it the same defensive line front as a whole? No. They've got more pieces there to help out mm-hmm. supplementing the loss of Randy Gregory on that side. But Dorrance Armstrong's been leading the charge along with D Law and Micah and even Dante Fowler Jr. at times. Now you're too. starting to see Sam Williams starting to come on strong. He had his and, best game and, and on so Sunday. There you go. But yeah, I'm, you know, we're doing our best to get DA's name out there. And I made a, a beeline to him um, going into the locker room after the game. I, I really wanted to get his quotes and everything because I wanted to get a story out there on him because I. It, to the caller's point, I just don't think there is enough credit being given. I mean, you got to give 
so much credit to Micah, especially playing through that groin injury. You got to give so much credit to Tank because Tank is criminally underrated by the fan base. And now they're finally, hopefully, starting to see what his disruptions mean to the team. But when you start to talk about somebody like like DA, like Dorrance Armstrong, he just quietly beats the crap out of the opposing team. He doesn't say much because to him there's not much to say. It's line up, I'm going to beat your buns <laughs> into the ground, and then there you go. He is the Noah Brown of, def- of their defense. I like that. In terms of like, like whatever's needed. Noah Brown's the punt protector slash number three wide receiver right now. Dorrance Armstrong's a starting rush end here and still playing special teams, which is not common in the NFL. And said he doesn't want to stop. I asked him about that specifically. I said, do you take pleasure in still being able to get your hands dirty on special teams? He said, I came in the league doing that, and quote, I don't want to get away from that. I don't want to stop that, end quote. There you go. There you go. All right, really, really quickly, George in Virginia, you're on Talking Cowboys. What's going on? Hey, guys. How's it going? Great. How are you? Good. Just to piggyback on that, uh, on the on the defense, they've been playing lights out. Do you think that with such a mobile quarterback and Jalen Hurts, it's going to slow down that pass rush? Mm, great question, George. Isaiah, what do you what do you think about that one? No, it won't slow down the pass rush, but they definitely have to be aware of more more options, and more weaknesses. I mean, well, you guys will see it in this this week in the film room, but. You know, if you if you go upfield and you rush him with your with your you know with your hair pulled back, then he'll step up and out. If you try not to let him, not try not to contain him and try to you know kind of put pressure on the inside, then he'll get outside the pocket, or he'll just sit back there in the pocket and throw the ball. So you you start talking about his ability to to make you pay and make you wrong, no matter what you do. You know, luckily this defense is relentless, mm-hmm. and your first your first effort might not be your best effort. Sometimes you got to go up the field and you got to retrace your steps and you got to chase this dude out the pocket and you got to put pressure on him and hopefully he throws a bad ball. Like there's going to be a lot of those plays where he's running towards the sideline. We got two, three, four guys chasing him, you know, in pursuit and he's trying to throw the ball down the field to somebody that's trying to find their way open. You just have to be relentless in your in your pursuit to try to get this guy to the ground because it's going to be a chase all day long. Yeah, I don't think it's going to slow down the pass rush because you still have to pressure him. You can't just let him sit there and pick you apart with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Like, you you know, you just can't and have Goddard. that. And Goddard. And Dallas Goddard. <laughs> you, you can't have that. So you're going to have to pressure him, and I think Dan Quinn understands this, and they're still going to play. I don't I don't think you're going to see too many blitzes for this for the reason, or Hurts Mobility being the reason, because you you got to win your three- and four-man front so that when you pressure him, if he tries to escape outside the pocket, you have that additional man that might be spying who can drop down and, and cover uh, or close down and close in on him. But I think it's a situation where the Cowboys pass rush will continue to do what it has been doing as far as assignments and, and schematics go. You just can't pin both ears back. So I'd say you pin one ear back and the other ear is understanding <laughs> that you might have to change direction on a dime because he might get out of that pocket. So mm. yeah. Pin your ear back. Yeah, pin your ear yeah. back. One Singular. ear. Yeah. Pick an ear, Satellite. pin it back, keep the other one open. <laughs> yep. Discipline in your rush lanes. That's what Rod Marinelli going back to, to, to Rod when he was the DC. You just you got to make sure you're you, you know you're not getting outside of what you do uh, with your rush lanes. And Daniel Jones is a good template for for trying to defend a, a Jalen Hurts, and they, that did not go well in terms of that part of it against the Giants. So it's going to be a test, no doubt about it. Pin your ear back. Let's go. Pin your We've ear got a, a preview of the Cowboys' defense against that Philly offense tomorrow. 
here on Talking Cowboys. And then we'll flip it on Thursday for the Cowboys offense and the Philly defense. Thanks to George in Virginia, Anthony in Miami, Gene in Washington State, Troy in Philly for joining us here on Talking Tuesday. We'll take some more calls next week and a little bit on Friday as well. But that does it for us today. For Chris Beam, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick No C. Walker, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from Talking Cowboys. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?